0: my stepfather Victor Furman joins me today dad you know you have me on your radio show uh, Destination Unlimited so I figured in a time like this we need your guidance on my podcast so thanks for joining today
1: thank you Alex for having me and I just want to say how proud I am of you Uh, for our listeners who may not be aware Alex was considered essential personnel at the radio station at which he works and safely they provided transportation for him in and out every day and he did his job and he's my hero right now so thank you alex
0: well thank you i think all of our heroes though and this is kind of interesting essential it it starts to become who is essential and the nurses and the doctors we got to give them a big shout out because they've been the most essential right now so thanks to them and thank you vic for that acknowledgement now I want to tell you, what, what was your what's your spiritual guidance during this time? I mean, I know you post a lot about it, but maybe expand on it on my podcast today.
1: I think a number of things are important. It's really important that everyone be grounded in whatever their faith or spirituality is and know that this is not a punishment, that this is not anything that uh, has been uh, handed down to the earth uh, to turn us around or correct us. This is an act of nature. And that the maintenance of faith and belief that everything will be all right, that everything will unfold in divine order, as long as we follow the practical application of washing our hands and cleansing ourselves, of maintaining personal distance, I don't like the word social distancing, uh, because that implies no connection, but we're actually social distancing right now. You're in your room upstairs yes, in the house and I'm I'm downstairs in my office. So we're, we're we are we are not social distancing, but we are uh, personal distancing. So we're still connected socially. And that social connection is essential. There are so many people who are now in their homes and alone. And I think it's imperative that others reach out if you have family or friends anyone who is restricted to their home during this time have a daily conversation reach out and tell you tell them that you love them that you're thinking of them and that you're always available uh, if they want to call in fact some families have set up uh, family calling systems where on a daily basis everyone takes a turn calling each other and maintaining that social contact which is so essential to reassure us that we're not alone And that everything is going to work out all right.
0: Well, and I believe that, too. And, of course, Zoom's helping with that um, big time as a Skype and whatnot. But I know off air we were talking on Wednesday night as your show was about to air how excited you were to talk to your guest. And why not elaborate on that? She was your mentor on Destination Unlimited that you interviewed this week, right?
1: She, her name is Judy Hamsa Spagnola, and she was my first yoga teacher and dear friend and now soul sister. And it was her encouragement that actually put me on the path some 32, 33 years ago that led me to where I am today. And uh, her work with me and with others uh, opened the door for us to uh, expand our spiritual perspective to find out who we were and on a spiritual level why we are here and what we're meant to do and very briefly uh, the story is that i was having problems this was in the late 80s i was having problems with my back a dear friend of mine suggested that i take yoga classes at the time i was living in brooklyn and uh, there was a high school by the name of fdr in bensonhurst brooklyn and they put out an adult education program and they would send a flyer out to the neighborhood and in one of these flyers, I saw Learn Yoga with Judy Hamsa. And the word Hamsa, by the way, is a Sanskrit word. Uh, people who are of the Jewish faith and uh, of European descent will know that the Hamsa is also the hand, the blessing hand. Uh, but Hamsa in Sanskrit refers to the swan. And the story of the swan is that the swan, if you present a swan with a bowl of water mixed with milk, The swan will only extract the milk, the best, from that bowl. And so consequently, that was the spiritual name that was given to Judy by her teacher. And uh, I started taking the yoga classes with her. and We fast became friends. And she said, Victor, I love your voice. Would you start facilitating the guided meditation? And I started doing the meditation. And in the course of doing the meditations, we would go up to a Zen monastery in Livingston Manor, New York, for weekend retreats, where people would do yoga and meditation. And again, I was facilitating the guided meditation And at one of these wonderful retreats, someone mentioned the word Reiki. Now, I had never heard that consciously in this lifetime, but something about it resonated with me. And Judy, myself, and a couple of others said, that's something we're going to look into. Now, this was October. We said, we're going to look into it next year. Two weeks later, we were in our first Reiki class together, which basically means when you open to whatever your spiritual path is, things start happening very quickly. So two weeks later, we were in Reiki class, and in those days, if, and we graduated together, and then those days, if you wanted to go into a hospital for laying on of hands, and for your listeners who may not know, Reiki is a, an ancient Japanese technique of laying on of hands for healing. It's not religion. It's not uh, anything that goes against anyone's religion. In fact, there were nuns and there were people of all religions taking part in this training. And the concept is, is that uh, you transfer energy, the energy from God, from the universe into the person that you're working with. And it's a wonderful practice. But in those days, if you wanted to go into a hospital and do laying on of hands, you either had to be ordained in a faith. Where laying on of hands was considered to be a sacrament or a licensed massage therapist. And obviously, with a full time job, I could not be a licensed massage therapist, which is a three year school. Uh, and so, uh, consequently, uh, I started doing a series of Friday night meditation classes. And in one of those classes, a friend came over and said, I'd like you to uh, call a woman who's a friend of mine who's been suffering from breast cancer and she's interested in learning what you do, the meditation work and the Reiki and so on. And my first marriage had come to an end before that and uh, I went to her home and she opened the door and literally we looked at each other. She pointed at me, I pointed at her and we said, it's you. We had known each other, not in this lifetime, but we recognized each other from a previous life. And we began a wonderful three year odyssey together and during that time uh, I had mentioned the desire to get ordained and she knew of an organization known as the New Seminary of New York, which was founded in the early 1980s by uh, Rabbi Joseph Gelberman, along with a priest, uh, an Episcopal priest, uh, uh, various uh, leaders of different faiths, uh, an Islamic imam, every faith you can think of was part of this organization. It was a two-year adult education program for people who already had careers but were looking to expand their spirituality and in november of 1997 i was ordained uh, and graduated and i was the spokesman for our class and at our class i honored judy this former partner of mine not judy my teacher but this judy that i had met and i honored her Uh, she was a special education teacher who had worked at central park east secondary school in harlem and had saved and turned around not to ter- but turned around the lives of thousands of kids who came from sometimes broken homes they all called her mom and each of her students went on to college and wonderful careers and she was just an amazing woman and i was honoring her in the meantime attending that graduation ordination at the cathedral of saint john the divine in manhattan was a woman by the name of Lori Sue Brockway, who was coming into the school, who happens to be your mother. And yes. you were six years old at the time, and I, or maybe a little younger. And she was sitting there with you, and she heard me honor this woman, Judy. And she said, where do you find a man who honors a woman in this way? In, in any event, I went on to become a dean with the school for a short time, and your mother was attending classes. And uh, my Judy passed away in January of, 20, of uh, 1998. And your mom found out about it, and she kept looking at me, and, you know, I was in uh, in her circles and so on. And for two years, we were sort of in each other's circles, and two years later, she and I began a relationship that eventually led to marriage and me becoming your stepfather. And uh, honestly, Alex, you are my spiritual son. You may not be the son of my body, but you are definitely the son of my spirit, and I am so happy that we're together.
0: And I thank you for advising me during this time of chaos we're in, I think. That advice is always well to take. So thank you for that. Um, But whenever you tell that story, even to the destination of limited listeners, what does that make you feel like? I know it's so much pride coming in it, but internally, as you say those words and say the story, how does that make you feel um, for maybe those who don't, uh, who do listen and want to know more about you outside of radio?
1: What what I say is, uh, number one, I had a day job for 41 years. I was in the compressed gas and welding supply industry, and I'm a certified welding inspector and, and trained people in the field and, and had a, a wonderful career. Um, but what I always say is that I believe that there is a, a process. I believe in, a, in an ancient teaching that everything is unfolding in divine order. Carl Jung Uh, The father of psychoanalysis referred to it as synchronicity, which he described as meaningful coincidences. Well, I don't believe they're coincidence. I believe everything happens for a reason and for a higher purpose. And every event that I just described to you would be in the category of synchronicity. These were events that happened because I was ready at the time to receive this spiritual uplifting and information and to make the connections and receive the teachers that I was ready to understand. And that's how my path grew. And that's why it led me to do the things that I do. Um, Our listeners might be interested in the fact that your mom and I were chaplains for the Red Cross after 9-11 counseling families at the Family Assistance Center. So my initial motivation for being ordained was to be able to go into hospitals and do laying on of hands, but it became so much more because whatever we think we have planned, God, spirit as everyone understands spirit, or the divine, has other plans for us. And like I said, we were both chaplains for the Red Cross for several weeks after 9-11, counseling families who were waiting for word of their loved ones, whether or not they would ever be found, the remains would be found. It was a moving and incredible time your mother and I shared that experience together.
0: Well, during this time, and I'm sure back in 9-11, meditation probably played a role in people's lives to stay calm. And you're doing just that on your program. So what role can meditation play and what do you hope to do for people when you do those meditations?
1: There are many types of guided meditations. There's basic meditation without guiding, which is just sitting in a comfortable and relaxed position uh closing one's eyes and focusing on the breath focusing on the inhalation and exhalation and allowing the breath to sort of relax you and in the process of doing so it's a calming effect it's a reassuring effect and depending upon your faith and spirituality you can get in touch with whatever divine uh, divinity you resonate with if you are uh, a believer a christian uh, you can meditate and bring jesus into your meditation so there's many different ways of doing it Um, The guided meditations are facilitation of a pattern of a story. So what we do is we relax people. We get them into a relaxed state. And in the process of being relaxed, uh, there's a number of things that we do. My meditation last week on my program, Destination Unlimited on Om Times Radio, uh, was the meditation. It's my favorite. It's the meditation of the four great archangels. And this applies to Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, because the archangels are present in all of the Abrahamic religions. And what it does is it invokes the presence of each of the great four archangels. Archangel Michael, who is the protector and the defender, whose name means who is like God. Archangel Gabriel, who is the communicator, the messenger, and also whose name means strength of God. Archangel Raphael, uh, whose name means God heals as the healer, bringing healing and Uriel, which is the light of God, illuminating our path and dispelling the darkness. And that's the meditation that I love to use. And it gives listeners who participate in the meditation a sense that they're never, ever alone, that there's always this wonderful angelic presence with them and, of course, God supervising it all. And uh, it gives them reassurance. It gives them a sense of calm and peace. And if they are physically alone, it makes them know they are truly not alone.
0: Well, you know, you couldn't tell already. My dad has an incredible radio voice. So I've got to ask, when did you realize that your voice could bring calmness to people? Because you were doing radio in college and then on the war zone. I mean, you were you were in the thick of it with radio and whatnot. When did you realize, yeah, I can do this for spiritual people as well?
1: Well, that happened with my friend, uh, Judy uh, Hamsa DiCrescenzo is now Judy Hamsa Spagnola, who was my yoga teacher and uh, encouraged me to use my voice for calming and for meditation. And that's when it started. But you're correct. I did some radio in college. Uh, I was in the Air Force from 1973 to 1979, and I was with armed forces, radio and television service stationed overseas in Korea for two years, Guam for a year, Japan for a short time and uh, doing news and doing uh, Uh, broadcasting uh, news and uh, television and radio news when i was in korea actually and um, when i got out of the service in 1979 uh, the uh, availability of uh, jobs with security were not really available i was accepted to every place that i applied to uh, but uh, having a a small child your your sister abby at the time and uh, my my former wife uh, we just needed more income and that's why i got into business to use my communication skills in business but again, uh, it was through the uh, beautiful connection with my my dear dear friend, my soul sister, uh, Judy Spagnola, who uh, encouraged me to use this voice for healing.
0: Well, and and you talk about meditation. How, how can we balance out the news that keeps hitting us during all this to calmness? Because I feel like people are still having difficulty balancing it all out. Maybe you can help us today. Try well, and help I balance think- it out.
1: I've shared this on on Facebook and elsewhere. This is a time for radical kindness. And I think kindness is the thing that's going to be helpful when people are in need of of assurance and need of love and need of friendship. Uh, Many people are looking for ways of sharing this during this time. And I've come up with a a few simple ideas that will mean so much to others. First of all, we all know someone who is alone or afraid during this time. And we can offer them the sacred gift of listening listening is a lost art we hear but often we don't listen so what i would suggest is that they call these folks to exp- allowing them to express their feelings without the need for interruption or comment really hear what they have to say and acknowledge them for what they have to say. Again, I mentioned earlier establishing a simple calling chain or messaging group among family and friends with each member taking responsibility to reach out on the next person or the group. This will also reinforce the idea that no one is alone and that we're all together. Now, if you're following the practice of safe shopping for yourself, meaning you're going out and you're following all of the wonderful things to preclude uh, exposure to the COVID-19, um, then why don't you reach out to someone who cannot do it for themselves and offer to shop for them, especially seniors and the elderly. Don't worry about making contact with them or payment. Leave the packages at their door, and I'm sure they'll reimburse you when it is safe, or if you have the means, share the shopping as a generous gift from your heart. The next concept is to well, begin I wanna-
0: I wanted to say one thing on that is that you actually let an elderly lady on the line at a supermarket just a couple of weeks ago. And that story was so profound in a time where everybody's fighting. You were like, no, we got to let this woman go first. And that, sound, that was so moving when you had said that story. Right. You Thank that you.
1: It, it with was just, it just, you know what, it's the way my mother taught me. My mother taught me kindness. My mother taught me to be courteous and to respect others. And when I saw this 80-year-old woman walking, I'm guessing 80, but at least 80, walking out of an aisle and seeing this tremendous line in our supermarket three weeks ago. This was three weeks ago on a Friday before everything really got crazy. Um, And there were so many people online, and I was like four away. I'd been online for about 40 minutes And I decided that I because people were complaining and and arguing behind me. And I said, if I let her in front of me, it could cause a a disturbance. And I said, no, what I said was I said, ma'am, please take my place. I'm going to the back of the line. And I did. I let her walk in. She had tears in her eyes. I had tears in my eyes. A few of the people smiled and acknowledged it. And some of them didn't. That's that's their prerogative. That's their right. But this concept of radical kindness and part of that is to begin radical forgiveness, Forgive small and petty grievances and take a long, hard look at the bigger ones. Look deep into your heart and forgive them if you can. And you're going to find that forgiveness in this way liberates and lightens you. It's really not about the other person. It's about you, because forgiveness is a heart changer. It's something that opens your heart to you, and it actually helps with uh, immune system and, and healing. So forgiveness. Um, contribute what you can to services that are aiding medical personnel and first responders There are many local and national charities for this purpose just make sure they're bona fide charities But these these doctors and nurses and first responders They are literally on the front line of a war and need all of our support And finally, I would say give yourself the gift of journaling your feelings and experiences When this is passed your entries will give you a deep insight Into how you process this and some of them may surprise you and introduce you to parts of yourself that you may have put aside or forgotten
0: well Andrew Cuomo today said today would be a great way to time to write a book and write that journal and I think that needs more encouragement for people to do so
1: absolutely
0: so thank you for that now I know the shows are archived so where can people find your shows uh on online
1: uh, my shows are on uh, own Times. that's O-M-T-I-M-E-S dot com forward slash I-O-M. And when you go there, you'll see all of the shows listed, and there'll be a place that says archives. And when you do the pull-down menu on archives, you select Destination Unlimited, and you'll find the more than 200 shows that I've done over the last four years.
0: That is amazing. Amazing. Now, one thing that I was thinking about, as we were just talking about, you know, Grandma Mal and her passing, um, people are losing lives to this virus. It's a deadly virus. What can people do through this loss? How how should they approach this? I mean, unfortunately, our family's been a slew of losses the last year and a half. So how can we turn our experiences and say, hey, to those suffering right now, here's the way we can heal yourself?
1: Well, here's what I'm going to share. First of all, I don't know if you remember, but Mike Rutherford of Genesis had his own group called Mike and the Mechanics, and he wrote a song about his regret over not sharing his feelings with his father called In the Living Years, where he says, say it loud, say it clear. You can listen as well as you hear. It's too late when we die to admit we don't see eye to eye. Our personal recent loss of family and dear friends is a stark reminder of how ephemeral life is. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. Occasionally, we're blessed to be with our loved ones just before they pass and share our feelings with them, and often we are not. If you truly love someone, tell them at every opportunity. If you feel you have hurt someone or caused a disagreement, ask for forgiveness with sincerity. And if you've been hurt, if you can do this, and this is a real big one, lovingly let them know and forgive them. Express your feelings today with love to one another. Love is the answer. Literally love is the answer. Every major religion, every major faith on earth has at its foundation the two basic messages. Love thy neighbor as thyself and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You can find that in every religion. I don't care which one it is. It's all there. Love one Amen. another. Take care of one another. Reach out to one another. Let them know that you love them. That's the answer.
0: Amen. Amen to that, uh, dad. Now, one last thing. We have a platform for good. You have the radio show. I have the podcast, but for those listening that are in radio, how can those messages be turned into, you know, not so much gloom and doom, but some hope along the way. What? How can people be inspired through these mediums instead of kind of brought down by them?
1: I think several people are doing that already. I would encourage anyone in broadcasting to bring spiritual leaders, uh, to bring uh, doctors who have a spiritual bent. And there's a lot of doctors who have a spiritual bent and uh, first responders. Bring those people on and let them share their stories, their wisdom and their knowledge. And in the message that's delivered, let's deliver the message of hope and the message of love, because ultimately that will resonate in everyone's heart. And that's the best thing we can do.
0: And by the way, I'm talking with my dad, Victor Furman. He has a show called Destination Unlimited on OM Times Radio, Destination Unlimited. And dad, I know that you are doing these meditations, so Right now, in this moment, if you were to meditate, what what would you be feeling if you were to get into that zone on the fly?
1: I would say that everyone should close their eyes and take a couple of breaths and look inside and look into their heart. And within the context of their heart, within the inside of their heart, see what means something to them. See what's really special to them. Embrace whatever that is and in your mind's eye plan how you will affect whatever those important things are if you know that there's someone right now that needs to hear your voice when you're done with this pick up the phone and give them a call text them join them on social media whatever it is whatever way you connect but express that feeling to them, express that love. And at the same time, direct that love to yourself. Give yourself the same love you've always given others and know that you're worthy to receive it. There's a wonderful old line from the Moody Blue Song question where Justin Hayward writes, when you stop and think about it, You won't believe it's true, that all the love you've been giving has all been meant for you. Love yourself, and know that you're worthy to receive it. Take a breath, and open your eyes.
0: Well, well, amen to that, and thank you for for that moment there, because I think a lot of people need to hear this, the ones that are stressed on the floor of the ICU, the floor, you know, people dealing with those affected, and everyone needed that, uh, you know, calming message from you, Dad. And where I know you're going to try and do this daily, so keep us updated that you do do these meditations and, and really uplift people during this time.
1: Absolutely, and if people want to find me, I'm on Facebook as Victor Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N, and I am going to be using YouTube. I haven't used YouTube in a long time, but I'm going to start posting these meditations on YouTube if anyone wants to listen.
0: Well, we will definitely and I will point people to that as well. Dad, Victor Furman, host of Destination Unlimited, thank you for coming on and sharing some wisdom, some calmness, and love on the Saturday sit down.
1: Thank you, Alex, and I love you dearly.
0: I love you so much. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a blessed rest of your Saturday.